last week we looked at the first part of this verse, who forgives all your iniquities. And we looked at the differences between sin and iniquities and trespasses. And, and today we're going to be looking at health and healing. Divine health, the benefit of health, is given to us uh, from God by grace, through faith, just like forgiveness is. Uh, divine forgiveness is the first benefit that is given to us by God. It's his grace toward us. As we continue exploring Psalm 103, the second benefit given to us as we see today is divine health. We receive this gift in the same way that we receive forgiveness by grace through faith. Now, some people say that healing doesn't take place anymore. But uh, you know what? I wouldn't be standing before you today if it wasn't for the fact that God did still heal today. You've heard my story about how when I was about six years old, I wound up uh, uh, sick and in the hospital and out of the hospital and the Doctors couldn't find out what was wrong with me. And then one morning, a radio evangelist was uh, preaching on the radio. And he said that if you if you're sick, you just come up to the radio and you put your hand on the radio as a point of contact. And I'm going to pray for you and you're going to be healed. A little six year old kid didn't know any better. Nobody told me God didn't do that sort of stuff today. So I put my hand on the radio. I can still remember that radio. It was kind of a maroon color. Maroon's always been one of my favorite colors. I didn't it's not the reason why I chose the school I chose. But anyway, but with this maroon radio, clock radio, with a coffee maker plugged into the back of it. Anyway, I laid my hands on it and all of a sudden it's like electricity just went all through my body and it wasn't from the percolator or anything like that. It was God's power that just went all the way to where I was just tingling all over. And all of a sudden, I felt great. I'd been feeling horrible every day and all of a sudden, I was healed. And I didn't have the problem I'd been having uh, after that. Later on, when I got older, and started uh, uh, questioning things, the one thing I couldn't do is say there is no God because I had seen him manifest his power in the world in me. And because of that, I couldn't deny his existence. He was not just a theory. He was not just a myth. He was not just stories that people told. And the Bible was not just a book of rules to make us keep in line. It was all true. And I finally had to come to grips with the fact that it was all true. And so uh, whatever people say that healing doesn't happen, oh, that died out with the apostles. No, no. In fact, the Bible shows us that there's actually a pattern in Scripture where forgiveness and healing are in the same verses over and over again. And here's one of the verses where it says, who heals 
all your diseases. And before that, it says, who forgives all your iniquities. You see, they are coupled there. They're not separated. And so uh, it's important. God, let's see, let's, how, how else can I explain this? Now, a lot of people do have trouble with this verse. They, it's easy for them to believe the first half who forgives all our iniquities. But they don't want to believe or they have a hard time believing the second half who heals all your diseases. And so this is where you can start to get into what I call supermarket Christianity or supermarket Bible study where you say, okay, I'll take some of this. I'll take forgiveness and we'll just leave healing on the shelf. And then we'll go over here and we're going to get some, uh, some worship and some praise. And, but, uh, uh, and we're going to obedience and uh, some people leave it on the shelf. Some people take it anyway. You, you, it's all God's word and it's all true and it's all right here together. And so we, uh, we see this pattern where forgiveness and healing are in the same verses all through the Bible. God forgives all iniquities and he heals all diseases. But if God heals all sicknesses, then why do they still occur? And to help us understand that while God heals, Believers still wind up getting sick. I want us to look at three important questions today. Why, how, and what if? Why, how, and what if? First, why? If God still heals today, then why am I not healed? Why did she get sick? Why did he die? Why do kids have cancer? In Revelation 1.8, we start to see the answer. Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord. It says the Lord who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty, now, you see, there are three different tenses to uh, God's uh, being uh, uh, with us in the world today. He was, he is, and he is to come. There are three different aspects. And uh, so our salvation has a past, it has a present, and it has a future aspect to it, doesn't it? God's, uh, 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 anyway... Uh, God's work is still a work in progress. The three, three facets to our salvation are these. First of all, there's a penalty of sin, there's a power of sin, and there's a presence of sin, and a presence of evil. And you've got to take these three and couple them with the different tenses, is, was, and is to come to start to understand where we are in the continuum of salvation and of healing. The answer is that, now I'm getting in one sentence, I am going to give you more theology than you will ever be able to handle. 
I mean, it's going to be mind-boggling and mind-blowing. But just listen, it is so simple, and yet it's so true. And I hope that this stays with you. Jesus bore the penalty and the power and the presence of sin and sickness and evil on the cross. He bore those there. And now, here we get into the meat of the matter for this morning. First of all, we have been saved. Past tense, going into present tense. We have been saved from the penalty of sin. We have been saved from the penalty of sin. Now then, we are being saved from the power of sin. There is a power of sin still at work in the world today. If you don't believe that, just take a moment and be honest with yourself. How many of you have been saved? Let's see your hand. Okay. All right. Now then, how many of you have sinned since you've been saved? See, there's not one perfect one in the bunch because there is a power of sin at work in the world still today. It hasn't been completely taken. It was paid for on the cross. It's been defeated on the cross, but there's still things to come. There is a power of sin. Paul says, he laments, I do the things I don't want to do. I don't do the things I do want to do. Who will save me? said, who will save me from this dilemma? And then he says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we live in this tension right now because we have been saved from the penalty of sin and we are being saved from the power of sin. But a lot of times what happens is we are ignorant of what sin is and we continue in it until we realize I'm still sinning. I haven't worked on this. I didn't know I shouldn't talk like that. I didn't know I shouldn't treat people like that. That's the way my parents taught me to be. But now then the Lord shows me that I'm supposed to be different. And then we grow. That's why you'll hear me say over and over again, give as much of yourself as you know to as much of God as you understand. He's going to continually reveal stuff to you about yourself that you need to know. And uh, he's going to reveal things about him, about you and yourself and him. And so you're going to learn more about yourself. You're going to learn more about God as you go along. And as that happens, you are gradually set free from the power of sin. And it's an ongoing thing. This moving on to perfection, uh, it's going to keep on going on until we are finally in heaven in glorifying grace. So the penalty of sin, we've been saved from that. The power of sin, we are being saved from that. And we will be saved from the presence of sin and the presence of evil. That's one of the things that was uh, it became so clear as I began to look at the, the newspapers when I was in, in high school even. And I began to see that there was a power at work in the world 
trying to kill and steal and to destroy. Look over the Ukraine and Russia. Look in the Middle East. Look at uh, what's happening all over our country. The thief is still trying to kill, kill, steal, and destroy. And so there is a presence of evil and sin still in the world today. And so even believers are affected by its consequences today. So these are still happening. Now then, in Psalm 34, 18, it says, The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit. Now then, uh, and then in the verse 19, it says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. So we still live in the presence of sin. We still live in a presence of evil. And it still winds up affecting us and afflicting us in this world today. Now, Jesus told his disciples, as far as a New Testament passage, in the world, you have tribulation. But fear not, I have overcome the world. In Isaiah 33, 24, while God is telling uh, the uh, children of Israel what the new Jerusalem will be like, he says this, and the inhabitant, those who are dwelling in the new Jerusalem, will not say, I am sick. You see, sickness will be done away with. The people who dwell in it will be forgiven of their iniquity. Now notice there's sin, there's iniquity and healing, wholeness, divine health in the same verse again. Do you see that? These two are tied together. Healing and forgiveness are coupled over and over again. Uh, Isaiah 53, 5. You all know this verse, but have you ever noticed this part of it? He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Here you see sin and healing again. And the, and the Lord, through the cross, taking care of both. 1 Peter 2.24 Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, may live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Isaiah 53, 4. Surely he has borne our griefs. Now then, interesting, this is translated griefs here. But this same word in Hebrew also means sickness. Sickness, in fact, 24 times in the Bible, this word, this Hebrew word is translated sickness. And only four times, this being one of them, is it translated grief. It's the same word. And, you know, and let's face it, sickness is grievous, isn't it? So you see how the two go together. Uh, so you can say he has borne our sickness and carried our sorrows. Yet we 
esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. So you see over and over again, you see sickness being addressed on the cross, healing being purchased there on the cross. And yet it's not complete. It happens in the world today. And, uh, but there's going to be a come a time when the presence of evil will be gone. And that's why we cry out, even so, Lord Jesus, come. We're ready for him to come. So this stuff will be over. And after it's over, what does it say in Revelation? There'll be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more sickness, no more death. Everything that Jesus purchased on the cross and redeemed will finally come into its complete and total fulfillment. Now then, in Matthew eight sixteen and 17, we read, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And there again we see the cross coming into play, place with healing. Exodus fifteen twenty six, and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, and keep his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So that's kind of answering the why. Why? Because we still live in a world that's filled with imperfections and evil. Imperfections in our blood imperfections in uh, the whole world, the whole creation. And so we wind up being affected by these things. Next, how? How do we receive healing? And the answer, it's the same as the same way you receive salvation, by grace through faith. Healing is a gift from God that doesn't come by works or through simply just believing with great faith. Health and healing are given to us by God's grace. Now, in comparing this with, uh, with health and healing, with our iniquities and our sin, uh, you need to remember, it's not your works that save you. Uh, it's not your faith that saves you. Uh, so many people, they, they, they want to make it, they, they're extreme one way or the other. And they think that, that, uh, I've got to, I've got to be real good. I've got to try real hard and try and try and try. And they'll flat tell me, you know, we're all trying to get the same place, preacher. You know, we're trying. As you have told you, I'm not trying anymore. I have a reservation. And you do too, if you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have that. Your wor- it's not your works. You can try and try and try and never make it to heaven. You can uh, believe, believe, believe. But what are you believing in? Sometimes people put their faith in their faith. 
and they don't put their faith and their trust and their hope in our Lord Jesus. Forgiveness and salvation have to work as hard as I can to be saved, or I have to believe as hard as I can to be saved. I love, I've told you, Granny Black, 96 years old, I'd go visit her in the nursing home. We'd be sitting there talking. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she would slap my knee and say, Ain't no church never saved nobody. It's the Lord. And uh, I don't know how many times she did that. But the thing is, she had grasped this. She wasn't saved by the church, by joining the church. She wasn't saved by being good. And she wasn't saved by uh, just believing real hard. She received what God, she had faith that what God did on the cross was the right thing for her. She received it. And she wanted everybody to know that it's the Lord who saves, not us. In fact, uh, uh, well, let's, let's go on. Let's flip this over and look at health. Some people think that you get good health and walk in divine health by trying real hard, right? I mean, you see people, they will diet, they will exercise, they will try to eat the right food and do the right things. And I had a friend who wound up having to, he had cancer and he was going through treatment. And after he got out of the hospital, uh, he needed to walk every day and I'd walk with him. And he said, uh, as we were walking one day, he said, you know, you're looking at somebody who did it all right. I ate right. I lived right. I didn't smoke, didn't cuss, didn't drink, didn't chew. I did it all the way it was supposed to be done. And I got cancer. And uh, he said, there's other yahoos out there. They're doing all the things I didn't do. And they don't have cancer. And so uh, uh, this is just it. There's more to it. Your works don't give you any guarantees is what I'm saying. We, we take good care of our bodies because we're good stewards. And we know that you have to be good stewards of what the Lord has entrusted you with. But don't count on that to be the source of your health. The Lord is the source of your provision. He's the source of your health. He's the source of your salvation through grace. And we just have to receive what he gives us. But anyway, but see, there's some people that they think that their their health comes from their works. And then uh, there are others that uh, think that it comes from their faith that they just believe and then they'll and they'll get off into things like thinking the right thoughts and all, all sorts and you do need to you know, control what you're looking at and the things that you consume in your spirit and all that's not what i'm getting at either but uh some people they think that they've got to so they'll think if my faith is strong enough i'll be healed and they try as they as hard as they can to believe and I've seen some tragedies where people have gotten ill and they have tried and tried to believe in every way that they could, tried so hard, and yet they died anyway. And afterward, people said, he just didn't believe strong enough. He just didn't have enough faith. He could have been healed if he'd been strong enough. Now, let me tell you, faith is believing 
and trusting God. Trusting that God has this. Trusting and resting in Him. Trusting that He is for you and that He has the best in store for you and for all the people around you, no matter how things may appear. Faith is putting yourself in the hands of your Heavenly Father, knowing that He loves you and He wants the best for you. Now, faith is, is needed. You've got to have faith in Jesus before He can do His work. And that is clear in Matthew thirteen fifty eight when He was back in His hometown. And He says, Now He did not do many works there because of their unbelief. They couldn't trust Him. They couldn't uh, open their lives up to Him. They knew who He was. They knew better than Jesus. That's whatever you get into unbelief. Uh, Ephesians 28, 9 sums it all up. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, not faith in your faith, you see. Uh, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. When someone I've got to just insert this here. When someone is suffering, don't make them feel guilty. Don't add to their plate. They're going through enough already by making them feel bad because they're not believing strongly enough. Don't do that to them. Jesus is not punishing them. God doesn't punish people with sickness anymore. If you're a believer... All your punishment was taken care of on the cross. So if you're ill, that's not of God. Okay? This is so important for you to remember. God doesn't punish believers by making them sick. And so don't go around asking people, okay, what did you do? You know, it was, it's been covered by the blood of Jesus. Jesus has already taken their punishment. Next. As I said, it's not your faith that heals, it's Jesus. Some He heals, and let's face it, some He has something better for. He has something better for them. My mom, she wound up with a non-Hodgkin's uh, lymphoma, and it uh, was in her bone marrow, and uh, it looked like it was going to be bad. And she prayed about it, and the Lord just spoke to her and said, believe and receive. And she did. And she was healed. But then a dear friend of hers wound up with the same thing. And she prayed and prayed for her dear friend. And her friend died. And she didn't understand. And she had believer's guilt because she survived. And yet someone she cared for deeply did not and I remember her crying and saying, I don't feel like I'm worthy compared to her. Why did he take her and not me? That's not for us to understand. But the Lord made it clear that she was to believe and to receive, and she was healed. 
It didn't mean that she didn't have anything else. I mean, she wound up with, both my parents wound up with Parkinson's disease. And uh, and my mom died from congestive heart failure. But uh, it's not that she was totally delivered from all imperfections in this world. None of us are because we live in an imperfect world. And when God heals, it reveals his power is at work in the world. And it reveals that there's much, much more in store for us ahead. Last thing, what if? If God still heals, what if I'm not healed? What if my mother dies? And the answer is you trust God anyway. This is where faith really comes in. The Bible says, Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. Philippians 1.20 According to my earnest expectation and hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed. But with all boldness, as always, so now, Also, Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. So as we come to the end of this time, remember, by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. It may not be perfectly manifested until we stand in glory. Jesus took the penalty of sin and sickness. God's not punishing you if you're ill. And the same God who forgives sin also heals our diseases. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you that by the stripes of your Son, we are healed. Lord, thank you for taking the penalty of sin and sickness. Thank you that uh, uh, the same God who forgives our sins also heals our diseases. Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you that by the stripes of your Son, we are healed. We are made whole. Thank you for giving your Son to pay the penalty of sin and sickness. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.